Welcome to Bite Sized, a cybersecurity Q&A presented to you by Kroll & Mooring. Our goal is to take the complex world of government contract cybersecurity and break it down into bite-sized pieces. Every other week, we'll take one question that we frequently hear from our clients and give you a short, simple answer and explain why it matters. My name is Kate Growley, and while Evan is not able to join us today, we are honored to have another member of our group, Lee Matheson, join us. Lee, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? I'm Lee Matheson, and I'm an associate here in the Privacy and Cybersecurity Group at Kroll & Mooring. So, Lee, the other thing that you are is an expert on all things FedRAMP, and we had previewed during our last episode that FedRAMP was something that we definitely wanted to cover because it is a question that we get frequently from our clients for sure. So, Lee, what is this FedRAMP thing? First of all, I apologize in advance for the number of acronyms that I'm about to throw at everyone, but basically, FedRAMP is the Federal Risk Authorization Management Program. It's a process run by the General Services Administration. It's about 10 years old. It was created in 2011. And its goal is to standardize how the federal government acquires cloud computing services from the private sector. Specifically, FedRAMP was designed to provide a centralized, reproducible way for cloud service providers, or CSPs, to ensure that they meet the various cybersecurity and authorization requirements attached to information systems that contain government information. Most prominent of these laws is the Federal Information Security Management Act, or FISMA. Essentially, when a federal agency uses a contractor to run a federal information system or to store federal information, FISMA will apply. And when that contractor is providing a cloud service, FedRAMP is the way to go. Got it. And this ties into one of the things we previewed in our last episode where we were talking about the security controls that are folded into FISMA under 853. So if you want a deep dive into that, or I should say a bite-sized dive into that, feel free to jump back to our last episode. But now building on that, talking about FedRAMP, what does a FedRAMP authorization actually do? So essentially a FedRAMP authorization replaces what was a previous policy of having each agency sort of seek out and, and conduct its own FISMA authorization. Instead of that, which was very inefficient both for agencies and, and for companies in the private sector because one authorization at one agency wouldn't necessarily get you any headway working with another one. FedRAMP was instituted to be a centralized repository run by the GSA of authorized providers for cloud services that various potential government customers could access and evaluate on their own. This is the FedRAMP marketplace. Got it. So what's the process to actually get FedRAMP authorized? Well, there are two ways to get into the FedRAMP marketplace. One of them is a provisional authorization through the Joint Authorization Board, or JAB. The other is by far more common and is an agency-specific authorization through an authority to operate letter usually referred to as an ATO authorization. The JAB, the Joint Authorization Board, is the primary governing body for FedRAMP and includes representatives from the DOD, from DHS, and from the GSA primarily out of their cybersecurity shops. Now, only a few cloud products, generally those that operate at very large scale, are evaluated for a JAB authorization each year. So I'm going to discuss the more common agency-based authorization process instead, because that's what most cloud service providers will go through. Essentially, the process to become FedRAMP authorized, so to speak, starts with the development of the cloud service package. 
that an agency is interested in a cloud service provider in the private sector has. There's an initial meeting between the CSP, a representative from the FedRAMP Project Management Office, which is the entity within the, the General Services Administration that administrates FedRAMP, and a third-party assessor once an agency has selected a CSP for consideration. The CSP needs to develop a system security plan as part of this initial offering. And once that system security plan is in place, they can proceed to assessment. I briefly mentioned the role of a third-party assessor. And that's an entity that's incorporated into the FedRAMP review process and works with the PMO and with agency customers to assess offerings from cloud service providers. Third-party assessors are, in FedRAMP parlance, three PAOs, if you run into that acronym anywhere. Once the package has been settled upon, the cloud service provider and the third-party assessor will develop a security assessment plan, an SAP, that the three PAO will follow in order to assess the security package that the cloud service provider puts together. As a part of that assessment, it's possible that the third-party assessor will identify the need to be changed or improved or upgraded about the system security plan and will release what's called a plan of action and milestones or POAM, identifying any necessary improvements or changes or alterations in the CSP. Once that POAM has been released and the CSP has identified how it has or will meet the changes that are identified therein, it'll go back to the agency. And the agency will take a look at the entire assessment package. That's the system security plan, the POAM, you know, any identified changes that have or will occur, as well as the CSP's compliance with the assessment plan and the third-party assessor. If the agency is satisfied with all of this, it will issue uh, what I, I previously described, the authority to operate, the ATO letter. Once the ATO letter accompanies the assessed package, all of that goes back to the project management office that the GSA runs for FedRAMP, and the GSA takes a look at it, and if they're satisfied, then the CSP has achieved FedRAMP authorization and is listed in the FedRAMP marketplace. So Lee, that is an incredibly complex and cumbersome process. Why would a cloud service provider go through all of that? The benefit to this is that once a CSP is listed in the FedRAMP marketplace and has an ATO and is, is, you know, quote unquote, FedRAMP authorized, not only can the initial agency start using it to store government information, but new agencies can go look at that listing in, in the FedRAMP marketplace and one, verify that the CSP that they are interested in has already been assessed and has already gone through this FISMA compliance effort and, you know, assessment process. And two, they can find or request some of those documents from the PMO, including existing system security plans and see which, you know, 3PAO the uh, CSP may have previously worked with. The idea here being that there was a lot of repetition before FedRAMP was part of this process and creating this marketplace where with this centrally managed process is supposed to make this more efficient for agencies to acquire authorized and compliant services from the private sector. That is quite the process, which explains why FedRAMP issues are so common, because there are just so many steps there, Lee, in what you were describing, and lots of places for there to be confusion, both on the CSP side, but it sounds like also with all those different cust government customer entities. 
I should also add, too, that once you're FedRAMP authorized, if you're being used by a government customer and you are an agency, the process doesn't just stop there. One of the components of the FedRAMP process is a continuous monitoring effort that an agency is obligated to continue with once you're on the marketplace. And that involves both the PMO, which is administered by the GSA itself, and representatives from the agency customer. That's also detailed in FedRAMP guidance materials and, frankly, is so specific that I won't get into it right now, but. Um, <laughs> no worries. It sounds like that is a good segue for a future, for a future episode where we can talk all about Conmon. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Lee, for joining us. Clearly, you're a wealth of knowledge on this, and there's a lot to know in the FedRAMP space. So on our next episode, we're going to build on that and we're going to talk a little bit about an agency add-on with the DoD. So stay tuned. We're going to talk more about cloud service providers in a bit. But in the meantime, thank you so much for joining Bite Size Q&A. We will be back in your feed in two weeks with our next DoD-specific cloud episode. Um, so we will try to provide you as simple of an explanation as we can. As you can tell here, that's not always easy because sometimes this stuff is super complex. In the meantime, of course, you can find more information on our website. And if you have any suggestions for what questions we should cover, please do let us know. I can be reached at 202-624-2698. And Lee can be reached at 202-624-6728. This has been Bite Size Q&A, a podcast brought to you by Kroll & Mori. You can find more information at kroll.com slash cyberpodcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review.